0: So is the resort ears radio podcast episode 20 in this edition of greg and i will review all the latest disney news and rumors including the recent monorail breakdown that's some breaking news get it some new attractions coming to dhs and epcot and much much more we'll also discuss the latest news on disney cruise line and some cruise vacation tips by your captain myself get yours on this edition of resort ears radio starts now Studio, Mike, and Greg's on the other side. How are you tonight,
1: compadre? Good, sir. Good. Glad to be back for another another week here on the Resort Years Radio podcast. And a lot of big stuff happened this week that uh, we'll we'll get to later. But uh, but uh, one thing I wanted to mention: awesome last show, awesome last show, our one year anniversary, and it was awesome having uh, our buddy Ken Story from the Atlanta Tourism Report on with us.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and um, we're always looking for uh, different people who have some, uh, if they ever want to be our guest, give us a a shout, we may may put a segment or two together for some strangers, so to speak. Um, We have a phone number we want to give out, because we have some people watching on Periscope right now. You can get the phone number right on Periscope, but for everybody that's listening onto the show, it is a 24-hour line. You can call in, leave the voicemail, questions, comments. Uh, and
1: that number is great? Um, <laughs> that's a good question.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: 407-545-6118. That's right. That's what it is.
0: I hope so. If not, some guy
1: in the Alabama <laughs> is not going to be very happy. Some guy, some guy in Kissimmee right now is going to be pissed.
2: <laughs> in a few right,
1: hours. So make sure if you want to give us a call, give us a call. We've been promoting it big time on Facebook. We've yet to
0: have one caller. <laughs> Well, that's not true. We did have a call, Greg. <laughs> it was a uh, scam artist looking for grandma's cash.
1: So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's a 407-545-6118. And uh, it's, uh gets right through to Mike and I. You can call right now during the show. We'll put you on the show with us and uh, answering your Disney questions. If you want to comment on our news stories and when we get to those, you can call them then too. For right, great. Where
0: can they whatever? find us on social media? We're always
1: at Resort years on on the Twitter and facebook.com slash resortears and you can also email us ears at gmail.com and always uh, send Mike and I nice uh, questions or, or uh, comments you would like to make about the show.
0: Yeah, make sure you just keep on Twitter. We're always telling you uh, about when our voicemail's up and I mean it's up all the time but this is the perfect show to do it because it's just just me and Greg doing the show. We don't have any guests so give us a call anytime again 407-545-6118 uh, but let's talk about Redbubble Redbubble we are have a little shop on there all proceeds will go towards trying to upgrade and get you better shows it's really we get like nothing we literally get like 25 cents per order or whatever it's going to be but you can check a, yeah it's a few f- 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 t-shirts mugs phone cases we love to see them out in the parks That'd we'll be definitely awesome. put that picture on twitter what else you got Greg
1: Hashtag get your ears on if you uh, if you ever do. But, yeah, I, you know, Mike and I, you, you and I uh, need to get some of our gear ourselves, actually. We haven't even got a chance to get some, but we get a few bucks out of each one. So, uh, so if you guys want to support the show, please please go to red, redbubble.com, search Resort Years. you find all kinds of fun stuff on there.
0: Okay, you got anything else for intro stuff?
1: Oh, I wanted to throw out one thing you and I were talking about. Wait, wait,
0: wait, wait hold on. Oh, what? This is a little new segment we're putting in called The Kickoff. Because we're kicking the show off with two topics of what's going on with us. <laughs> what you got, Greg?
1: Wow, wow, new segment. Yeah. And we didn't even really have a music bed for it. Yeah, next week. We'll Maybe next it. week.
0: Just like our show. We'll get to it at some point tonight.
1: Well, I wanted to just quickly <laughs> mention, ABC has been really, uh, I think, stepping up their game this season with new, new shows. I just watched tonight, actually, a DVR of the Goldbergs, which uh, is in its... Gosh, I think like third season now. It's it's been on for a while, um, but but really starting to get I think some steam behind it. It's a great it's a great sh- show. I mean, I think it it could be it could be around. I think it's one of those shows that it's just trying to make the whatever the show market is one hundred and twenty five or whatever it is for them to go to syndication. But um, nonetheless, funny show, and uh, I don't know. They've just been doing a lot of good stuff lately. But one of the things I was thinking was. Mike, you remember back in the '90s when, you know, when we grew up, and the, the early '90s, and, and every major sitcom back in that in those days, especially, especially, uh, you know, on the ABC uh, shows, all yeah, went to yeah. Disney World. You know, Family Matters went to went to Disney World. Step by step, remember they went to Disney World. Uh, yeah. I mean, they all did, right? Sabrina the Teenage Witch, I think, went. Uh, Boy Meets World. Roseanne went, actually. Um, yeah, so they all went. And wouldn't it be cool if ABC brought that back? Like, especially with the parks, like, you know, Star Wars Land's coming, Toy Story Land's coming, all these new new changes to the resorts, all this, you know, great stuff that's happening. Isn't it time? Maybe they get some of the, of, of that, uh, that out there through one of these shows. I know most recently... The one I can remember is The, the Middle on ABC. If you remember that show, it's with um, Patricia Helton or Heaton or whatever. Or she her, she played. Else or women. She exactly. I really Yep. She's the mom on that show. Actually, it's a pretty funny show, too. I, I kind of warmed up to it in the last few years. But I've done on for quite a while now. The last season, the end of the year, they went on they did a thing where the, the premise of the show was that they want a trip to Disney World. Um. Well, what they thought was a Disney World. They got to Orlando, got to the gates of the Magic Kingdom, and then realized that the tickets were only valid for Disneyland. Uh, so it was a whole thing, and they ended up staying at the Grand Floridian. But they didn't show a ton of the resort, you know. It was, like, one of those, like, you know, you're supposed to believe they're there. But it was a lot of I, – I, they must have – they did parts in, like, you know, he uh, – my husband always go to Epcot, you know, to like Paris for dinner, and it was Epcot. They watched Illuminations together, so it was cool because it brought back that like '90s feel of like oh, the, the, you know, the TV shows going to the parks, like. But why don't they bring more of that back? Especially with all this new stuff going on, they have these hit shows. I mean, The Goldbergs been is has gotten great ratings. Yeah, it'd be perfect because it's spo- it's the, the show is set in the '80s, like and there's no like it's '85 or it's it's just like the '80s so. could totally do a like a retro Epcot thing you know where that was you know the the hot the hot uh, theme park and so I don't know just wanted to throw that out there but I thought thought it's uh that should be that could be something ABC should explore
0: I think that's a great kickoff to start with um you know I think when you were talking like going back talking about all those shows I kind of got that that retro feeling um and a, and a quick side note: uh, Nickelodeon's doing that right now. Well,
1: d- uh, I know.
0: First to the to the uh,
1: west of us here, but the you know, Splat, um, right? What they're doing is they're doing. If
2: everybody hasn't seen on, on, it's called Teen Nick. It's uh,
0: part of your expanded cable package on both um, whatever you guys have down there. Um, but the whole idea with with the expanded Nick one is like, like tonight. I look, they're playing. Uh, I think it starts off with like rocket power. Uh, um, Clarissa explains it all. Sorry, cat in the way. Clarissa explains it all. Um, like all those shows, like that, they're playing. It's really good. It, I almost stayed up the whole night from ten till four, or six in the morning, watching it. It was like a blast from the past. But going back to the ABC thing, all those shows that that we're on we're part of TGIF which is like really not existent anymore there really isn't no shows that I mean, the Tim Allen show is not too bad I watched it the other week
1: yeah Last the Standing yeah it's a good show too but yeah.
0: you don't get that feeling like you used to which kind of stinks yeah I you know, agree right? Cause it was, it was, I wish they'd bring that back because <coughs> be, I think like it would just be good for families to get together on a Friday night especially when you're like young kids yeah you know? totally but watch that and then going on to your point about going back into the parks I'd love to see that, too. Um, I think, thinking about it, the number one reason why they probably couldn't do it, if you think about when they did those shows back in the, the late or mid-90s, um, the park wasn't at capacity like it always is. There was a downtime. That's when they would shoot those. You know what I mean? They'd cordon off a, a par, part of the section, and they'd different scenes and put them together.
1: Right. A lot of times, there, if, you, right in now, it, if you exactly, look... If you look at a lot of those those old shows, they're all in the winter months. You'll, you can see right. clearly people there's are wearing... There's no those shows. Yep.
0: What's the, I'm sorry, there's no room at all in any of the parks really to do that right now because they're always at capacity. Yeah. I mean, can you just imagine what it would be like just to shoot three three takes at three different parks during daytime hours at Walt Disney World? I mean, it's tough enough to do it at night because, I mean, the park basically closes at, by the time everybody's out, 2 a.m., and it opens, you know, for most people, probably could get it, gotta get it ready and open for for rope drop at six. Right. Pretty short time to set up a whole camera crew and everything like that. Yeah. You no. Know? I
1: so, think they, I think they could do it though I mean, if they really wanted to. There's still production space at Auto Studios that they could right. they could easily get stuff done at. I mean, there's ways, there's ways. To run out,
0: <laughs> there is, but if you think about the what, what we're thinking about for those kind of shots and those kind of episodes, yeah, those are really taped. During the daily activities at Walt Disney World, you know, you didn't see the people behind the millions of people trying to get, you know, Jesse Casopolis's autograph. You
1: know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jesse <and> the Ripper's. <laughs> but, well, the thing is crazy is that they actually they really like Jesse and the Rippers, They really played Magic Kingdom. Right. For whatever fictional, remember when Full House went there, and yeah. in Part Two, House Meets the Mouse Part Two, they actually are on stage playing in the Magic Kingdom like it, in, in whatever fictation, yeah right like that happened back then apparently right. but but yeah no it's it's crazy but I think they could they could they could still pull it off of if they right. really wanted to
0: alright so my kickoff. Uh, me and the girlfriend I have a day off from the hotel uh, we're gonna go up to uh, Providence area of Rhode Island um, we're gonna go to the Roger Williams Park or Roger Williams Zoo and they have, it's kind of I kind of, kind of of our own little taste of Disney World, I guess you could say. It's kind of an attraction. Uh, I haven't seen it. Greg has seen it, so he can probably tell you a little bit more about it. But I can't wait to see this. Um, it's basically, the park has a trail of just jack-o'-lanterns, thousands and thousands of jack-o'-lanterns that they carve and they light up at night. And you can just walk in. It's fun for all ages, not just, you know, young children. And it's kind of cool because it's kind of, for me, it's kind of like I'm going to a little miniature, you know, Halloween Halloween night at Disney there, um, only an hour away from where I'm living. So, I can't wait to do that, um, on my Periscope a little bit, take some pictures and put it on to, uh, our Twitter feed, uh, so that's going to be kind of cool.
1: Yeah, man, no, yeah, it was definitely, it was pretty cool, we went up last year with my daughter, and, uh, it was a pretty cool thing to actually have a whole, like, trail where they carve these pumpkins all, of, you know various sizes and, and shapes and uh, colors and everything and uh, uh, and they at you night know, nighttime they, they let them all up at dusk and it's pretty cool and it, you know it's a real zoo it's a big zoo there's giraffes and tigers and all kinds of stuff so so it's a pretty pretty neat little yeah tradition. I can't
0: wait um alright <clears throat> so that does it for kickoff uh for our two Periscope people watching thanks for sticking with us uh, feel free to leave comments um We'll try to answer them. Again, uh, if you're listening or you're watching Periscope, people coming out, again, we have a live call-in um, number, 407-545-6118. Give us a call. Say hi. Leave your comments. Uh, if you're listening to this show right now, uh, even, you know, whatever you're listening to it, you, you know, it's, it's we're not taping. It's a Wednesday, Thursday on an off week or whatever. You're like, you know, I want to call these guys and just ask a question or just give them little comments here or there. Feel free to do it, and we'll
1: get to you. Yeah, if you want to comment on the the news coming up, or uh, you have a, you're, you know, you're planning a trip to Disney, you have some questions, whatever it is, give us a shout, and uh, you know, we will uh, we will accommodate those. But uh, Michael, I guess let's dive into it.
0: Yeah, let's let's uh, get into the meat and potatoes. It is time for Greg's favorite segment and everyone's favorite segment. Disney.
1: Did you know? Thank you, Michael. Disney, did you know? Disney, did you know that there, if you were to sleep in every hotel room across the Walt Disney World Resort—that's 24 hotels in total, including this one in Dolphin—it would, would take you uh, 68 years. 68 years to sleep in every hotel room in the entire resort. It's a lot of time, but you could—it could be done. Uh, also, also, Mike, do you know? Um, the famous I'm going to Disney World campaign that was, you know, the, the you know, Super Bowl ending, I'm going to Disney World, well, back in the 90s when they, they had that campaign, well, that was actually created by the wife of uh, former Disney CEO, Michael Eisner, Jane Eisner. Uh, it was documented in his, his memoir, Work in Progress, Risking Failure, Surviving Success, that his wife, Jane, actually was the one that came up with, I'm going to Disney World. And uh, which which became a you know a sort of pop culture sensation throughout the '90s. Mm. Well,
0: that's that's I, I, that's pretty crazy. 68 years. It, what we should do maybe for a um, next two weeks episode, we should actually I'll do a little math. Or maybe sometime during the show because i will take probably the whole show to do it. Some terrible at math. Actually, <laughs> kind from of, um, this. It, all in all we're talking about in the 24 hotels I think that's kind of an impressive number too wouldn't
1: that be pretty cool
0: yeah um so I always say it before we jump into news and rumors Michael Eisner the gift that keeps on giving <laughs>
1: <laughs> just when you think we're done with our Eisner mentions and references he pops right, he pops back again so that was Let's this week's away with this news. week's Disney Did You News Did You Know
0: uh, we're not there yet okay we're here now Greg <laughs> take away with the news
1: <laughs> oh. Thank you, Michael. Well, currently it's uh, 73 degrees, partly cloudy. In Bay Lake, Florida at the Walt Disney World Resort. And we start off our news this week with uh, an interesting story. Surrounding Seven Seas Lagoon, passengers stranded for hours... Hours, Mike, on Monorail Yellow. Where apparently Disney gets found and stranded for uh, uh, upwards of two plus hours uh, on Monorail Yellow. This was this past Saturday, and uh, passengers were evacuated from the Monorail right off the beam. There's a uh, there's video actually uh, that you can see uh, across the internet on on, uh, on and on several news sites of guests actually. Popping out window was aboard the monorail uh, cabins to, to escape, and Orange uh, County Fire Rescue and Reedy Creek Fire Rescue brought in their like a scissor lift. Basically, they have a special scissor lift that's a platform that raises up to the height of uh, of each monorail car, and uh, folks can get on, lower them down, and whatever. So this was apparently the area was kind of between um, it was you know they were leaving the TTC on the express loop. Um, to Magic Kingdom. So it was... And I think this was be- between the Contemporary and the Magic Kingdom, so that, that plot of land there between, between uh, Magic Kingdom and the Contemporary, where they actually had to close down World Drive, too, for part of this, too. We to get everyone off. But um, it was about 3.30 on Saturday. It stopped. Um,
0: Hi, Third Viewer.
1: <laughs> hello, Third Viewer. Uh, and about 5... Um, the fire rescue squads finally got there to get folks off the train now what took them so long who knows but um, basically because the trains are electric everyone knows that they had no air conditioning while the passengers waited and obviously the temps on Saturday were pretty hot down there it was sunny it was like almost it was in the 90s so those things heated right up um, and there were some folks on board that had medical issues and had to get them off so they got them off I guess onto the scissor lift and um, then the, the monorail, was, monorail was towed back to the TTC to, uh, to unload the remainder of the guests there. And, uh, you know, and, obvious, and obviously meet with uh, 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 guest relations with uh, waters and that kind of thing. And I'm sure free hotel room stays and dinner vouchers and park tickets and all that kind of good stuff, too, because... I mean, if I was one of those passengers, that's, I would be demanding, you know, I I would. I mean, let's be honest, you know, you're stuck, I mean, there's no reason you should be stuck aboard a monorail for that amount of time, and who knows what happened, I've read online, there was was issues with the brakes, the brakes locked up, Um, it was something mechanical obviously, but it wasn't an accident, early, I know you and I were both on Twitter Saturday, and kind of tweeting and retweeting stuff, and, and, and conversing with folks live at this, just just by chance when this happened, And there was folks who were on the on the the monorail, and I know Mike, you were you were going back and forth with uh, one, uh, you know, one fan of the show, or whatever, who was on there, who was tweeting something about it, and, and they were on they were on the train, so it wasn't an accident. Earlier, early on, there was folks thought it would, there was, you know, an incident of some sort. It wasn't. It was a mechanical thing. But, um, thank, you know, thankfully no one was hurt. There was no issues like that. You know, thank God. But, uh, just a weird circumstance. And, it, it, it... You know, um... You gotta wonder. I mean, these these trains are, are old now. You know, they're... These, this this model, Mark Six whatever, was launched in 1989. So it's 30 years old. I mean, these trains have been running non-stop every day right I mean they you know they're they're obviously maintained and inspected and they're in and out of service and whatever but they're running non-stop 24 7 365 in in hot humid weather you know most of them folded the gills with with uh, with theme park uh, tourists ready to uh, go out to their cars or go somewhere else or go to one of the parks so um you know, is it time for Disney to uh, to finally dump some money and dump some capital into the monorail system? I think yes. I know you and I have talked at length about the monorails in the past. I know it's a, a money issue. I know there's been plenty of, you know, it, if you, you just go online and search it, there's plenty of stuff on the cost of the monorail system and well, Disney World, the price, all that kind of good stuff. But it can be done. And I think it's time now for Disney... This is one example. Whether it's a mechanical thing and, a, and just, a, you know, out of the blue something happened, I think it's time that they, they do something here. And uh, and, and, and let's look, let's look at upgrading these monorails.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was a pretty crappy day for the monorails on Saturday. Uh, temperatures reached like 140. <coughs> they had to shut down the Walt Disneyland monorail due to the heat. Tires were starting to kind of melt a little bit there it was kind of, it was crazy. I was talking to people out there too. Wow. And, uh, during this whole fiasco at Disneyland, the monorails, the monorail line here broke. Um, I mean, I agree. New monorails are needed. Uh, Reedie Creek did a wonderful job. I watched a lot of live periscopes. Um, I understand where the people on the monorail came from. It's hot. It's hard. Um, it, it, I understand. I, I kind of see both sides of, of the coin. Um, on the, on the passenger side, you know, I I guess, so what it was is the brakes locked up. When a, when a train goes into emergency due to, uh, you can take a subway the same way, due to uh, power failure or anything like that, what it takes to unlock those brakes manually is you got to either go around to every car or there has to be some kind of trigger switch or a trackman has to go out and do it. But you're probably on you know, a subway, a mass transit system, which is carrying millions of people, which kind of... The monorail is now. It is. Yeah, it is. You know, yeah. um, it's pushing a beam. There's no way to do that. That it's a safety precaution. It came on because there was a power outage. The only way to turn to get those brakes to unlock, un, you know, not manually, is to turn the power back on and wait through the startup or whatever that's going to be. Right. If that was the cause, which we'll never know. Let's put it that way. Unless we talk to somebody in the in the monorail shop, and if there's somebody out there that works in the monorail shop, I'd like to talk to you and also ask you for a job. But <laughs> um, I also understand it from you know per, a person stuck on a monorail for two hours, you know. I've been stuck on a monorail for a half an hour, I wanted to, you know, jump jump off it. But you're what, eighty hundred and some odd feet up in the air or whatever it is, you know popping windows out and stuff like that to get some you know, cool air that's fine. Reedy Creek did a great job getting up up and down. Um, but you know, I'm sure they've been Let's compensated for it. Um, I'm sure the people are going to try to sue for some silly reason. You know, oh, it's whatever, whatever. And, you know, I, folks, we're dealing with how many millions of people come through these gates. They will upgrade fun- those monorails, but there's going to be problems with, the, with any kind of transportation of any sort. Um, I know this sounds like I'm defending the monorail. I, I'm kind of just kind of enlightening you with the whole... Process of what's going through here, what's going to happen. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to be very, very, um, yeah, and, and and same thing that. Uh,
1: and I don't think anything's going to happen. Let's
0: find so an audience that's watching us too. Same thing with the buses; they're just they're overworked, and that's what's going to be right. until they figure what to do with with uh, with them.
1: I I don't, I, I mean the the issue is. Like I, I don't, I don't think anything's gonna happen, and I think that's the thing. I think Disney's taken for granted these mass transit means for so long, including the buses, that you know it's gonna get to a point where they're gonna need to, at a necessity dump money into into these things, like much like they did with the parks. I mean, honestly, when I mean, they they waited and they waited to do to do upgrades to Magic Kingdom, and they finally did that, and now they're having to do it everywhere else. So, right, um, which is
0: funny because you know you. you when you think about it and, and people talk about it and you hear it from Disney and stuff like that they're they're trying to push push the mass transit to get more of the cars off you know well, they're building brand new brand new friggin iron when we get to the <laughs> the, the Disney <laughs> Springs story yeah at the end we have it about the ramp I don't want to go into that let's save it for that because I think that's a great one to end on um, which we have on the docket but going back to this if you're going to be pushing mass transit if you're going to be pushing ride the monorail ride the buses ride anything like that which they
1: are it's got to be reliable it has to be reliable and I would I I just got an email from Disney Destinations today in my inbox you know with deals to uh, deals to stay Art of Animation I was pushing Art of Animation you know Family of Four um, deal I forget what what the price was but like you know just like come this uh, fall or whatever yeah, stay at Art of innovation and it pushed obviously use Magic Express, stay on property, Disney guests get you know extra Magic Hours, early park admissions, stay late, use on site transportation, monorails, buses, water you know watercraft. So if you're gonna do that, like you said, yeah, it's got to be reliable, and the buses they relied on a ton, especially these newer resorts um like an art of animation for example where they could have connected those and we've talked about this in the past by water they, they, they're really they're they're yeah they're, do it scott go ahead call it <laughs> <laughs> there there are ways there are ways they they could have connected by water and they haven't but but um I don't know. no i i i don't know i don't
0: know one of the biggest things about the sale point uh, if you obviously the I don't know, the, to upgrade their upgrade revenue stream. was like, okay, well, yeah, you can stay at the RDM Nation, but, you know, you pay extra money, you can be on a monorail loop. Right. You know, or what, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Now when the buses are becoming faster than the monorail, I mean, it's, it's just like an ice age coming to Orlando. Right. You know? But,
1: so, so, anyway, move, on move, moving on. Next next uh, news story takes <laughs> us over <laughs> to... I'm sorry, my <laughs> example feedback Ah, it was a little feedback,
2: sorry.
1: Uh, Disney Hollywood Studios, um, where a new attraction is set to open up in the new Sunset Showcase space, which was this Flex Space Theater uh, entertainment space that uh, we had been hearing about for some time. And we have a call. We We have a call. Hold on one second. Let's see. Hello, Caller?
0: Hey, Scott, what's going on? Oh, not too much. How about you guys? Uh, not too bad. I feel like I'm on a sports
1: center right now. <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> Scott, where are you calling in from? Um, what's that? Where are you calling in from, Scott? Yeah, promote yourself.
2: <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm great traveling, Scott. It's um, uh, the He Says, She Says podcast. I'm the producer of
1: it. Oh, cool. Thanks for calling in. So
2: I know Ken Story and... Um, them guys, so. Oh
1: cool.
2: <laughs> but um I was talking to you guys or I was talking uh who, was, who has the personal? Uh well, we both do but I'm
0: it's mostly me that's on that during the day. Okay. That yeah, was me All
2: Scott. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I was telling you about the bus drivers and um I talked to a bus driver when I was there two weeks ago. And they were saying that, um, and I brought this up on our episode, too. Or no, I did it with the episode with Ken on what Tourism Report. Um, but the driver told me that they're in the process of hiring over 2,600 drivers over the next five years. What? Hmm. Wow. wow. That's they're a lot of people. hiring 13, people. 13, 13 <clears throat> I think maybe an aging, uh, with employees aging and or... They're planning on expanding the bus service a lot more than what they currently have.
1: Wow, that's, that's well,
0: interesting. The, monorails are expensive. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I mean... Yeah, oh yeah, they're, you know, they're I, super expensive. If you're joining us on Periscope, we got Scott from He Says He Says. He's, call, he's calling in right now. We report you guys to do the same thing. Our first caller.
2: Thank you so much, Scott. Anyhow, back okay, to you. guys way. are welcome.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Thank thanks, Scott. Good. good hearing hear from you.
2: I was gonna actually call you guys when you had your anniversary episode a few weeks ago, I think.
1: Oh yeah, you should have.
2: So I totally forgot. I think it was like the week before I went to went on my trip.
1: Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Well I
0: think that kills yeah, us we tell you know, we tell everybody, you know, come on, you know, we'll be on around nine thirty, but by the time you know, we get our lives together and our show together it's like ten, so
2: <laughs> well, dude, it's the same way with our show. Serious. We're supposed to start at eight and we we just fool around and just have fun for like the first half hour, 45 minutes and then we're like, should we record now? Like, yeah, yeah, we should.
1: Yeah.
2: So even though we're, we're recording already, but you know, like our episode 10 is about to drop tomorrow. Cool. Well, what's it about? Go ahead, tell us what what uh, what people can expect. Um. Let's see here. We talk about the monorail. The, uh, I think we, yeah, we talked about the monorail. Um, that was one of the topics. How it is this week we, we have four topics that we we agree on and we discuss them between the six of us. Barry, um, he's the one that hosts the show. Yep. So it's me, Ken, Nick, Nick is dad on Disney, and then Ashley, Jen and Callie. So but Callie couldn't make it last week or this past week's episode, so we had another person by the name of Jenna last Jen stop on so Oh yeah. It, it was fun. That's have to, okay. to that. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. We 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 try our best. We're we're still new at this, so you know uh we're still young compared to most of you guys that have been around for a while, but we we uh, love it. It's fun. You know, we have a blast and our listeners are growing and it just have fun. This this week's episode, uh what was I gonna say? Oh yeah. <laughs> Trying to think back to what it was all about. Oh my god. We can record on Sundays, so. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm a truck driver, so I'm always like, my mind's always everywhere. <laughs> hey, you gotta do what cool. you gotta do, right, brother? Yeah, exactly. But, uh, uh, I should pull it up quick, I think. <laughs> I can't remember what the topics were. This is horrible. Oh, yeah,
1: We'll have, to, uh, we'll have to check it out, definitely. We'll tweet it out, we'll
0: retweet it for you, all right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll make that promise for you.
2: Yeah, and, and also, we also just dropped um, a show called, uh there is this, another podcast I produce on called The Disney Known Table, which brings Disney podcasters together from uh, an episode discussing a Disney topic, just one. It's not, qu- it's It's somewhat question-based, but it ain't, like, a debate or anything. It's just like, hey, what, like, our newest one that just dropped today was about what would you put in your Disney park, what? your Disney themes park, different uh, train uh, attractions and stuff like that. So that was a fun one.
1: That's
2: cool. All right, Scott. Well, let me ask you your, the
0: parting question. We're going to ask everybody. Uh, where? You, how do you think Disney, uh, Walt Disney World, is doing these days?
2: Um. I think they're doing good. They, can, they There's so many things that do need updates. Like I know they've been updating one thing at a time. Like they just got done with Pirates of Caribbean. Right. Um. They definitely need to upgrade the monorail because this is the second time this year that it's broken down.
1: Yep. Yeah. That's like what you're saying. saying. Yep.
2: Yeah. That we've talked about extensively on our show. Um. But I think they need more. Like, I brought it up in um, Ken's podcast that when I went to Animal Kingdom, there wasn't much to do. Right. See, it's a beautiful park, don't get me wrong. But they need more more attractions, more rides, per se. Um, I know they got Avatar Land coming in in 2017, but still, I mean, they still need more. And, then, and DHS, that's the last <laughs> where to begin there. But, um, yeah, at least. As, Right? As a whole, the company is solid. They have a a great, great movie lineup coming up. Uh, They have uh, just a bunch of stuff. I mean, they got the new Avatar Wave Star Wars line going in Disneyland starting soon, which I would assume that they would probably jump ahead on on Disney World's one right away. Uh, They got a solid lineup for the next five years. They need to improve their transit though. And like you guys said that you're going to talk about it with, BH, with Disney Springs, that's a huge improvement, but <laughs> we need to do more elsewhere. There needs to be a better transit system besides just buses.
1: Yeah, I agree with you, Scott.
0: Absolutely. Well, Scott, thanks a lot for calling in. We're going to keep going on with the news. Um, Really appreciate it. Well, make sure you guys listen to the best cast there.
2: Oh, I appreciate it, guys. And, well, I'll stop jump something in on our next episode, and uh, say that I called in and give you guys a shout out on that one too. So, cool.
0: Absolutely, thank you so much. These guys are really good. They're just starting, they're doing a great job. All right, we'll talk to you later down
2: the road. All right, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Have fun tonight. Thanks, Scott. Take care. Bye-bye. That was awesome, Scott. Is our first
0: uh, podcast, uh, other podcast to come in. We want everyone to uh, go ahead and give us a call at one four zero seven. Five four five six one one eight. Any questions or comments? And uh, Greg, if you want to just tweet that out real quick, that oh, yes. was pretty fun to actually have
1: a caller. Yeah, it was cool. Thank, uh, thanks, thanks to Scott too for uh, for for calling in. And uh, yeah, check out check out their he said she said podcast. Uh, sounds like they're having a good time over there, and uh, have a pretty cool next episode. So definitely definitely check that out.
0: Absolutely. So, please use the phone number if you watch on Periscope. Uh, give us a call. All right, Corey, Let's move on to the second news story.
1: Second news story. Uh, heading over to Disney's Hollywood Studios. Um, I started started going into this one before, but uh, Sunset Showcase, which is basically that new Flex Space Theater at the end of Sunset Boulevard, that uh, near the near Rock and Roller Coaster, which um, is going to open on December fifth. And it's going to be called Club Disney. Now, the, the venue venue itself is called Sunset Showcase. Um, it's that, again, flex space theater where, you know, they were talking about having uh, performance space for, like, the, you know, competitions and all the way to, you know, a place they could do theatrical presentations if they need to um, or, or, you know, move things in and out of. So um, this is uh, Club Disney, a dance party experience, with, uh, with a DJ, and with characters, dancing characters, uh, and the walls will come alive, apparently, this is a quote, uh, come alive with vivid images from classic Disney animation. Uh, this is from the Disney Parks blog uh, in the store Orlando, Orlando Sentinel. But, um, again, this is also going to include a uh, snack station, and a place where folks can recharge their, uh, their devices which has become uh, more and more uh, all the rage in all of the parks and I'll get to another story next where that also comes up but to me Mike I mean it's cool that there's a new attraction but I, attraction is almost a strong word for this this is more of a yeah. this is more of a hey we built this new space we gotta fill it with something what, so, what's what's easy to, and quick we can pull off let's throw a dude in there playing music off his laptop and we'll throw in a couple characters and people will love it okay so, so
0: what exactly is going to be included in this Club Disney again
1: and and, I, and I'm guessing that there's going to be times alright it's, it's probably going to be like a 1, 3, 5 or something like that and there has gotta be right because it can't just, be you know, an all day Wait, but thing. What's the whole purpose of it? Is it just like a Starbucks? No, it's it's uh so there's gonna be there's gonna be it says there'll, there'll be a snack area and place okay. for you to recharge your devices, but you can kind of just it's sort of a chill space. You can go in, you can relax. Uh, it's indoors, so you know if it's a hot day, you can go in. If it's a rainy day, you can go in. Some shit will be seating and that kind of thing, but it'll also be a dance. Party experience, like I says. Um, and the wall, so, the walls will be—I don't know if it's gonna be video or what—but come alive with vivid, vivid images from classic Disney animation. So Mickey will be getting down, uh, but like, like I said, it's gotta, it's gotta be like a, a timed thing, right? There can, you can't just right. happen all day long. Well, nonstop. I mean, the
0: characters—literally, so it's gonna be just like a Chuck E. Cheese almost. It's gonna be—it's <laughs> like, like the equivalent to like um, if you were in college, like we had it, me and Greg. A college bar, you know, nothing happened during the day. There was ESPN on. Right. There were some seats. It people was pool. playing pool,
1: pool maybe. Some or... snacks. Yeah. Right. Some snacks, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Right. Some Cheetos, some Munchies, some Oreos, yeah, and exactly. then you get to plug your device in. And then at night there was you know, local quotations. If you're on Periscope, yeah, exactly. It's literally going to be you know some. Yeah. Who, who knows? Dancing.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I I wouldn't expect this place to be like you go in there and have a have a you know fine court you know three course meal, but. You
0: know. I mean, I guess the kids... You know, this... Again, it's kind of just... To me, this sounds just like a... Uh, I kind of call it the kids' dump-off area. Where it just like... You're just, you can't take the park anymore. Yeah. And you know, there's parents that like that. And we all get that way. I mean, I don't have kids. Gray has a kid home on the way. He gets that way when he's down there. Because his little girl's little. But when I go down there with just me and my girlfriend, sometimes it gets to the point where I could use... Well, we'll talk about the next story, something like that. But this, I don't know. This again, it just seems. I give this, Ray right, Greg, after I give this about a year before it's a Starbucks. Well, there's already Starbucks
1: on Highway Boulevard, but I, I'm. So you know what? There's like five Starbucks,
0: and and you know, uh, uh yeah. I know. exactly. It'll be a Starbucks. Starbucks This is two.
1: this is a temporary. Like I said, it's a flex, a flex space, uh, theater you know, or entertainment or whatever. It's a temporary thing. They're just using it as a stopgap probably until Star Wars or Toy Star Land take shape. You know? So it just it seems it sounds like cheap to me though.
0: Well yeah, it's just a it's a pop up attraction, just
1: a Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: If anything, you know, they're probably when destruction starts they'll probably start selling earphones.
1: Like, okay. let's uh throw out the number one more time for all of our listeners.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Are you on Twitter actually tweeting something out? Yes. Yeah, exactly, because I'm the only one on this podcast that knows the number. All right, <laughs> give us a call if you're watching on Periscope or listening. Um, if you're watching live, you're going to get us live now. If you're listening, you can just leave a voicemail, and we'll get to it uh, in our show in two weeks. Or if we get enough voicemails, Greg, we can just do a voicemail show like next week. would be like, a fun. Half hour, oh, yeah. Which would be awesome. Uh, it is Five four five six
2: one one eight. We are live for you right now.
1: Thank you, Mike. And our next news story is heading over to Universal, down the road. Universal, and we didn't really touch much on this uh, in our last show, but it's actually opening the 23rd of October, which, uh, oddly enough, is the day my sons due. So... Uh, Maybe, maybe it'll happen that time. Uh, but uh, Universal Sports Grill & Brew at Universal City Walk. This is the old NASCAR uh, grill that was there there for years. There's extensive renovations to this thing. There's a brewery uh, of sorts inside. And the outside of this thing has a gigantic, uh, 100-foot-wide stadium screen on top of the building. Uh, 100 feet wide. I mean, the thing is massive. I guess inside there's like 90 screens. It says an open kitchen format and uh, two levels of seating for that'll host more than 500 people. Um, menu items look pretty cool. A Cuban meatloaf sandwich is one. Um, Grand Slam Burger is their signature item. Top and uh, salads. Um, a beer selection with a hundred different brews, craft, regional, and exclusive an exclusive draft that they'll make right there, supposedly. So I mean, pretty cool offering for Universal City Walk, I think. To to expand, I think NBC Sports. It's a huge move for them as a, as a using a piece of, of you know using their uh, their NBC Sports IP to uh, to theme this restaurant around and, and, and really give it a uh, a home down there in uh, City Walk. Um, considering Comcast owns Universal, the NBC, all oh, in big Happy Family makes a lot of sense. Um and to be honest with you, this uh just seeing the, the pictures of this place really made me kind of angry. Uh maybe that's too strong a word, but like why 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 did has Disney uh and ESPN failed at the ESPN Zone concept over the years and not try to make something like this in Orlando? You know, they have the ESPN zone over at Wilder Sports, which is, eh, whatever. It's a, you know, dump off random terrible food. Uh, And then the one at the Boardwalk, which is, again, not very good, in a weird location, in in a place where it's, you know, dead most of the time. I mean, to me, this seems fun and kind of unique. Um, still has the sports connection and, and sports theming but um, you know but done tastefully and and tied into NBC why why couldn't they make this work at Disney on a big level and, and instead we're getting this NBA City product thing at Disney Quest which who the heck knows how that's going to work uh, or sorry NBA Experience not at City, but at any rate that, that that that's that's my take on NBC sports grill, it's grill and brew it looks cool i wish them a lot of luck i think it's going to be a success over there um, but really it makes me wonder what is what is Disney going to do to combat this when i mean you know the recipes working right they're opening up these 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 uh you know highly immersive highly themed uh, uh, unique restaurants like a Jock Lindsay's bar, you know, bar like um, a Boathouse <clears throat> I mean even more motos for, for you know on a certain extent but um, where where's the the more casual bar kind of fit into there and you know have we lost at, at a place like Disney Springs uh,
0: I think it's fine not to have those kind of I think it just fits better with Jock's and the Boathouse <clears throat> it's just kind of you know what, man? I, to be honest with you, I'm gonna give this is NBC Sports a little while and figure out because it may just turn out to be one big ESPN zone. Um, I mean, you talk to the regulars like Bergen, and Jr. All, all the ones that that you know live for Universal as I call them. You know, I live five minutes down the road, but I have to go pay a million dollars for a suite for one night. We joke about it all the time. Um, they had mixed feelings when it first opened. I mean, it's cool. You know, a lot of people are asking, like, they have a little production thing and they're like, ESPN did, you know, do live, like live shows and stuff like that. Right. So yeah, to be, right, exactly. It's, it's, it's yet to be used. Some people say there's not enough TVs inside. The space is so massive, 90 does nothing. Um, some people said the big 90-inch outside or the big one that's inside the building should have been put inside. Um, uh, they're saying the brews, you know, are pretty good. Uh, could be a little bit better with the food and stuff like that. Um, so all in all, you know, I think... And to listen to other other, uh, other people's shows, like, everybody's happy with it, um, but, you know, they say there's definitely things that they can improve on big time to make it a better, more immersive experience
1: Right. that right. they just
0: haven't done yet, so uh, we'll see where it goes. Um, I'm hoping they do good, you know, a good, you know, I mean, NBC Sports has really just blown a lot of other networks out of the water lately, yeah. and... Um, uh, but it, I mean, like I said, some people are still saying it, it's like the same model that ESPN's own uh, uh, restaurants.
1: And that and that went all over the country. I mean at one point in here in Connecticut we were to have one in Hartford, and ESPN's yeah. place right in Bristol here, in Connecticut. Um yeah. and that and that never took shape, obviously. They closed them all down. Now there's only the only New York one left city, is, same thing. is uh, right. The only ones left are in Orlando, I think Anaheim has one too. If they're doing business, so
0: which I mean just shows how bad the product it fades away. I mean when you have Bristol, which is the home base for ESPN, <laughs> which is a massive just imagine any big college campus. It's exactly what it looks like. Yeah. Um, the ESPN zone can't thrive in Hartford. I'm not saying that Hartford's really the greatest city, but even if they put one in, it just didn't thrive. And
1: right. this is like the. Well, I I think what it became what it wasn't a business model that that uh, Disney Disney you know right. found be beneficial and making yeah. good money. Yeah, I mean
0: Disney know. isn't about bars and I mean I don't know, they do the theme bars but they're family entertainment and people forget about that right. they are.
1: But. Moving on, uh, in, in this uh, in this I meant to mention this back a story ago here, but this just came in two this week and this is interesting. Like we just mentioned that Hollywood Studios, this new kind of chill space that's going to be a dance party, whatever. There's now a new uh, relaxation area called uh, D Zone. D Zone coming to Epcot. Uh, in, and this will be located in Inno- Innovations West, which uh, obviously closed down, uh, what, this, this past spring. It'll be in the Innovation the West Corridor, uh, right beside the character spot in uh, Epcot's Future World, right when you walk into the park, it's on your right-hand side. Uh, it'll it include seating. It's going to have a place where you can charge your devices. It's going to have uh, food and drink carts. So this also sounds very sort of temporary, almost. Uh, but apparently, it's going to be a kind of relax a relaxation cooling area that they're going to keep, you know, on a permanent basis, um, D-Zone thing, so you can charge your devices, all that kind of good stuff, cool down, I don't know how they're going to do that with, uh, misters, I'm assuming, and charging your cell phone, but, um, uh, <laughs> but anyway, it's gonna, you know, you know, And this, what's one website. to say, I'll give, uh, I'll give the plug to them, they, they reported this, um, from W.W. Magic but the website's DisneyDining.com it's a a Disney restaurants website um they're saying on here uh especially since My Disney Experience app has has launched Disney and uh you know and guests have seen their phones uh batteries drain quickly in, in the need for uh places to conveniently charge devices has risen um making this, you know, more and more uh, prevalent and, and needed. So it uh, makes a lot of sense to see what that happens with uh, with this. But yeah, Interventions West, the, the corridor between inventions West and the character meet great spot, they're going to have some sort of uh, chill zone there called D-Zone. So be on the lookout for that at Epcot. Right. It just kind of seems... <coughs> Just like a bigger
0: version. Do you remember when they had um like Coca-Cola sponsored the igloos? I think they're still there. Yes.
1: Basically, you
0: can go in there, you cool and you drink all the soda and you get sticky. Yeah, uh
1: it's what's it called? Uh cool it, chill zone, cool zone? Whatever it is, where you can sample the soda. Yeah, it yeah. was um
0: yeah, it was the chill zone. That's exactly yeah, what it was. Yeah. yeah. And you can do the sodas and stuff like that. To me, it sounds like it's just a bigger version of that. Like, let's go ahead and just make a chill zone like that. Put some, like, you know, charging stations in there and, and stuff like that. Just, and that's what
1: you have. It just seems kind of, like, random, though. You know, like, kind of just making these areas, like... So you're, so you're basically telling me they're just, like, going to be, like... There's probably like, benches or small tables. But you're branding this thing, like, D-Zone, you know? It's, it just seems weird. It's
0: just... But who again, knows? It, it's, it is a, a place filler... For a lot of things right now, I mean, we have so much change coming to. Well, I can see it more in in, in Hollywood studios, but same thing with Epcot. I mean, in the future, world, like there's really not you know much going on.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And, and there's and there's gonna be, and hopefully knock on wood, there's gonna be changes and renovations happening. Yeah. Um, you know, to that area park. So, last news story before we uh, head into our future discussion this week, Mike. Disney Springs. We head over there. A ramp uh, right from I-4 into the Orange Parking Garage at Disney Springs has now opened. You can speed directly from from I-4 right off the exit right into a ramp. It takes it right into the Orange Parking Garage. So, makes it a ton more easier. And, you know, Mike, when I first read this story, I thought it was literally going to be like a flyover of from, like, like a cut through right from I four right into the garage. It's a lot more gradual than that. You actually go through a big, huge roundabout, which slows traffic down. Um, and it's I believe it's actually it's down the street from from uh, like Team Disney and, and casting uh, brings you around there, and then you go onto the ramp up to the garage. So it's it's right off uh, I four, uh, but uh, but but it's not as sort of treacherous as I thought it was going to be. But uh, what what's what's your take on this? I know you and the garage are not friends.
0: I'm not. It's just taking five years to build a garage, first of all. Um, and then, <laughs> sorry. And then second of all, I mean, I tweeted about this earlier real quick. To me, it just kind of looks like... It literally just looks like you're going into a city. It's almost taking away that allure of Disney. And I really don't like it. Like, and then we had, I had someone that tweeted back to us. Oh, Jesus. Um, I was t- – tweeted back to us about like, oh, well, that's – um, whatchamacallit, you know, progress or – I forgot what the tweet yeah, was. But yeah. I was like, well, you know, or that's like kind of how oh, – Walt's frozen head made a joke. That's how it's supposed to be like a city. And I was like, well, yeah, but I really think Walt had, you know, floating highways and
2: underground tunnels. <laughs> You know, and well, not just, and not, not just even that,
1: but, but this whole Springs thing is supposed to be like this quaint Floridian lakeside village thing, right? That like, like was founded by you know they bottled spring waters there, and they you know it turned into this you know whole thing. So and I know it's not done yet, but I kind of agree with you. I mean it's a mess right now, but these and and, and from the from the get go. This was one of my biggest questions, was how are they going to theme these garages, which they haven't at all. And it's fine. They're clean. They're nice. They're kept up, but they're brand new. How are they going to make them look like they belong there and still feel like contextually part of this lakeside village type thing they're trying to trying to pull off? It, it, it's it's going to be tough. And, and I agree, you know, with you, ramps and concrete, you know, are only... Uh, you know, adding to that uh, disillusion, I guess.
0: Well, I mean, it, it literally looks like what you would expect if you're going to turn into a arena to watch a hockey game. Yeah. That's literally what it looks
1: like. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, uh, shall we move... Move along into our future discussion on uh on Disney Cruise Line.
0: Yes. Uh, do we need to take a quick break, real quick, to get our thoughts?
1: Sounds like you do. Yes.
0: All right. <laughs> well, let's take a quick break, uh, and then we'll be uh, right back for our second part.
1: Sounds good. You're listening to Resort Years Radio podcast. Episode 20, we'll be right back after this.
0: back in back to the resort Ears uh radio number 20 we are about ready to cruise away so to speak um i
1: like the sound of that
0: <laughs> greg uh where can one do you give out the phone number one more time for our periscopers and our people listening
1: yes i shall give that out in the number if anyone wants to to reach us either now or uh like uh, mike said you know uh while we're away, you can also, uh, you can also reach us uh, at any time. Did, did sorry, you actually so, say the number? Or sorry. Mumble. Sorry, sorry about that. I, uh, no, I was there were like six times. I want to see if you actually remember I, this. Sorry about that. It's, uh, if, you, if you want to call us, uh, talk about uh, anything we talked about tonight or Disney Cruise Line, we're about to jump into our future discussion number is 407-545-6118. Again, 407-545-6118. The Resort Year's hotline is open, ready for you. And uh, we're going to dive into our feature discussion tonight. We decided, you know, Mike and I had talked about this last uh, couple of weeks, said, uh, hey, we haven't touched on something uh, at all in our first 20 episodes, and that is Disney Cruise Line. We haven't Touched it all, uh, and said, uh, "Hey, let's why don't we do something on, on a old DCL, Mike?" Uh, before we get into this, Mike's has uh, some experience actually uh, cruising. He served on a Norwegian Cruise Line back. Jeez, uh, that's what four, five, six years ago now, probably. But uh, nine, ten. yeah, time flies. Jeez, but. Well, it does. Um, but so anyway, so he has some experience as a, as a professional on working on cruise ships, um, not Disney, but uh, still understands the, the industry, and we figured, hey, let's, uh, let's talk a little Disney Cruise Line. One of the big things, too, and we'll get into this in a bit, is uh, 2017 itineraries were just announced. Nothing nothing crazy different than uh, what's been going on, but still it was a good time to, uh, to touch on it. So uh, so with that, Mike, let's, uh, let's get into a little Disney Cruise Line.
0: Yeah, all right. I've been waiting to do this. Uh, we're trying to do this about every four months. We did this actually almost about four months to the date. We talked about uh, um, just some little DLC stories, but nothing like a little segment like. Oh next. yeah, I
1: think pr- last year we probably got into the first. It was the when uh, the fifteen ports of call came out, right? Fifteen itineraries, which, which had yeah. changed. Yeah. yeah, we
0: talked. Yeah, about four months. A little more than four months ago, actually. Yeah, like,
1: well, probably a year um, ago. Yeah, no, <laughs> it was we
0: would have. So a year in 2014, ago, two thousand fourteen, we had the big one like this. And then we would just put in another like, little DCL news. But this is actually, um, we're going to try to do this every four months, just get together some uh, some news stories about DCL. Because it's one of those things that we should talk about it because it makes up the other half of, uh, basically, of Disney. Um, so, uh, if we're ready to go, we could uh, go for it. Let's do it. All right. So, uh, DCL i got a lot of this story a lot of the basis of the story we're talking about right off of dclnews.com which is literally disney's cruise line news so we just want to put it out there so because some experts will come out of that excerpts will come on that that we're going to talk about all right so uh star wars as you know star wars has been the big thing throughout all the parks uh it is going to be invading uh dcl disney cruise lines um well, now that we're speaking um they're starting to get ready for it, I should say. Uh, In 2016, Disney Cruise Line DCL guests can celebrate the legendary adventures and iconic characters from the Star Wars saga during a brand new day-long celebration aboard eight special settings of Disney fantasy, Star Wars Day at Sea. Making the first official appearance of the heroes and villains of Star Wars aboard a a Disney Cruise Line ship, Star Wars Day at Sea combines the power of the Force, the magic of Disney, and excitement of cruising for an out-of-this-galaxy experience unlike any other. Uh, Some of the things that you will encounter... Are you ready for this, Greg? It's pretty good. Let's do it. Uh, a shipboard version of the popular Jedi training experiences. Invite young Jedi hopefuls to learn lightsaber moves from a Jedi master. Uh, kids and families enjoy friendly competition during Star Wars trivia games. Uh, for the younglings, Star Wars-themed arts and crafts. And, you know, half the other people in the world will be doing it, too. Uh, games and activities <laughs> will be offered through the day in uh, the Oceaneer Club and Oceaneer Lab Youth Clubs. Uh, in the evening, the nightclub will transport adult guests to another galaxy with Star Wars themed specialty cocktails lively canteen and music. Um, when I hear these things, a couple of notes come to my head.
1: What comes uh, to your one head, as, One, has
0: <laughs> one has, as you know, this past week, uh, they stopped uh, the Jedi Training Academy at, at Hollywood Studios. They're not doing it anymore. It's over. Right, yep. Uh, yet in 2016 it will return on the high seas uh to me when i look at this kind of stuff i feel like they may use the cruise ship to see
2: what kind of things maybe not in the grand overall scheme of things that they're going to
0: put in the parks for star wars land but i can see them testing different special things that they you know i mean like the jedi training academy you know um or special shows that may come in and out of the star wars land i can see them testing this all throughout 2016 with these ships. Um, yeah. Again, the the nightclub, uh, as you know, they're going to be getting on the on the, the, the canon planet, they're going to be getting basically a nightclub um, for all of Star Wars to go into. Um, and you'll be able to go in there and you drink, they'll be playing the music and everything like that. Hmm. Uh, basically, I could see the whole idea of maybe them testing out some of these special cocktails, the way they're going to run it, uh, with this in the nightclub and working on uh, cruise ships like I did a lot of the big productions as soon as you see in Broadway or off-Broadway or some of the shows a lot of those actors have actually spent a month or so so on the uh, Pride of America which I worked on working on their acting and working on their shows and they try different things on these ships hmm. why? because every seven days you were getting a new set of 5,000 people coming in so if one thing didn't work for a group of five, let's trash that, let's try something. Or let's try the same thing again with the next group of people. Talk,
1: about a, talk about a captive about audience, right? Yeah.
0: Exactly, Greg. And with a ship as big as the Fantasy, um, they you know they could basically do different things throughout the ship to try different things and to see what works. Um, I mean, some things will probably just be for the ship. Some things maybe, will move, like I said, be moved into... Uh, um, uh, into
1: the park we'll see yeah no, no, that's exciting I mean that definitely gives a new uh, whole new relevance to folks you know I'll be honest with you I've, I've never really been a huge cruise enthusiast I've never been on a cruise in my life my wife has a lot we've talked about you know let well, me let's do it some of the pricing is actually enticing for what it costs for essentially what it would what it, you know it's an all-inclusive vacation almost um you know, it, it makes it makes some sense, but um, in, in, in in my eyes, Disney Cruise Line is kind of the furthest, uh, you know, I'm a Parks fan. Love Disney, but Cruise Line is definitely down on a, on a, on a totem pole for me personally. Uh, but where I think it's a nice connection is, is some of this stuff. You see Star Wars coming in from it, using the Cruise Line as a, almost a test bed, in a sense, for some of these new new shows, new attractions, uh, you know getting pieces of IP into into the, into the to guests that uh, otherwise you wouldn't see normally. Pretty cool stuff. so I think uh, you know from that perspective it's still pretty interesting even to the to the Us, us land uh, land lovers.
0: The <laughs> land lovers you're really gonna go with that one? That's really funny. Alright, shall I move on? Let's move on. Alright, let's move on to our next Port of Call oh. Um, Returning to popular destinations in the Caribbean and the Bahamas, we're going back there. Uh, in early 2017, DLC returns to favorite destinations in the Caribbean, Bahamas, and a variety of itineraries, most from popular Florida ports. Some of these limited time engagements are San Juan, Puerto Rico, and Galveston, Texas. Um, complete the lineup for the first part of the year. During these sailings, DLC guests will visit timeless tropical locals, dive into charming island cultures, yada, yada, yada. Uh, most cruises feature a stop at Castaway K, Disney Island, and of course during hurricanes you'll be out to sea. Um, so, kind of start with Port Canaveral. They kind of broke it down just a little bit. Port Canaveral um, will have basically three Disney ships in port, and each of these cruise lengths will span three to four to seven nights. Um, for the, the early 2017, um, and there's a whole menu of options from Port Canaveral,
1: huh.
0: and every sailing going out of Port Canaveral will go to Castaway Cay. Uh, the Fantasy to sail seven-night Eastern and Western Caribbean voyages while the Disney Dream embarks on three to four night cruises to Nassau and Castaway Cay uh, beginning January 29th. The Wonder will alternate similar three and four-night itineraries again. This is for 2017. We're going to skip uh, two years. Uh, in Miami, to kick off 2017, this is the front part of 2017, the Magic continues sailing from Miami with three, four, to five-night voyages to the Bahamas, plus select five-night Western Caribbean cruises through March 31st. Um, Casaway K awaits guests aboard every one of these Disney Magic sailings. Uh, other bohemian ports of call include Nassau, Key West, while stopping Grand Cayman, or Cozumel and lines the Western Caribbean itinerary uh, and last, San Juan and Galveston, Texas, the San Juan, I love that word, Juan, uh, the Magic set sail on four seven-night cruises to the Southern Caribbean, ooh, excuse me, departing April 19th, 16, 23rd and 30th, 2017. This limited-time engagement includes calls of Barbados, St. Lucia, uh, Martinique, Antigua, and St. Kitts. I'd like to take that one. Yeah, that, that sounds I mean, that sounds like that's the best one. The Western Caribbean seriously is like, excuse me, Southern Caribbean is like the best. Uh, the Wonder completes the season in Galveston with two seven-night bah- uh, Bahamian voyages to Key West, Casamacay, and Nassau on January 6 and 13, 2017. From there, the ship embarks on a six-night journey to San Juan on January 20th, with stops in Cozumel, Grand Cayman, and Falmouth, Jamaica. Uh, January 26, 2017, three-night cruise The Wonder takes guests from San Juan to Port Canaveral, uh, which is just an hour away from Disney, as we know. Uh, you can do that land and sea adventure package with that. Uh, And of course, if you need to know anything else about these, uh, DisneyCruise.com or 888-325-2500 for DLC. That's their direct number. Uh, Going through that, I know that's a mouthful. Um, Let's see. uh, Galveston, um, I'm happy to see there's a lot of um, of support for that for DLC people um, to a point where some of the bigger cruise lines have been looking at that port now and they were not necessarily before.
1: And I know DCL. Na-
0: international ones too.
1: DCL went back there too, right? I mean they weren't. Yeah, there they weren't for there. A while. They,
0: yep, they, went, yep, they went back there for the two thousand this this season. Um they will still return to New York and yeah, the New York one too, they're gonna come back with. Um Yeah, so Port Canaveral is gonna be a, a heck of a destination now with that new cruise terminal going in. Uh, so that's always good good for competition to get those prices down um, I think the San, San Juan one is probably uh, that's awesome, Southern Caribbean um, I don't remember the last time they did that uh, but Barbados, St. Lucia Martinique and Tijuana St. Kitts are all places I'd like to go I might actually look into that cruise that actually looks really cool to be honest with you Yeah. Um, and Disney cruises are actually really really fun to go on
1: Definitely.
0: Anything else in that, Greg? You didn't even know it is.
1: What that?
0: I said, anything else you know about that? or You know that? I know it's a lot of information.
1: No, no. I, I'm just sorry. I'm soaking it all in.
0: Okay. So, I got two more things, real quick. Oh, by the way, uh, they yeah. are going to go Disney Cruise Line, going to go Frozen again. Um, they're also, I believe, going to go back to the Norway ports, which are really big this year. They did a real good job doing that. I saw a bunch of Periscope. and, I almost went on that, actually, because you get to see the Fords and stuff. And they did a really good job with that cruise, and they're going to uh, be going back on it again.
1: Yeah, they just, just got back, right? I know uh, when Testa had been reporting on, over on uh, the WW Today podcast, his his adventures on uh, on that thing, his wife went up there, and Alaska, and, and uh, then went to Hawaii, I think, too. But sounded pretty uh, cool.
0: Scott just had a quick question, and, and uh, he called in earlier. today, good one. you just got back on about how DLC needs one, one to three more ships. Um, I don't necessarily think that's a great idea. Um, working for the big company like I did, Norwegian Cruise Lines, um, you'd be surprised how fast those ships start competing against each other. Um, I can see another ship coming on board and servicing more out west, um, I know the Caribbean is the big thing to see, um, but uh, I can tell you, like, Norwegian, what saved the pride of America, is the only American flight vessel, and that was the only one Norwegian put out into Hawaii. There was three at one time, and then the other two, because they were competing against each other so, so much, who had the better rate that night, whatever they were doing, um, who had the better ship, who wanted to go on that, two of them, the Jewel and the Gem, went over back to, uh, it used to be called the Aloha, Spirit, Hawaii, or wherever the heck it was called. They came to Jewel and the Gem, and they went home back to inter- international waters. Uh So unfortunately, Disney has to look at that, too. They're going to have so many, just a poor canaveral, just to compete against. Right now, between Royal and everything else coming in, another ship is just, it's not going to, um, yeah, I meant DCL, not DLC. Yeah. Yeah, right. Whatever, it's, I just say cruise line. So, but <laughs> all right. Uh, moving on real quick. Uh, a frightfully good time awaits Disney Cruise Line guests this Halloween, uh, two thousand and fifteen. We're gonna keep going with the Halloween stuff. I love it. Um, on Halloween on the high seas, it's called. Takes place on most voyages aboard all Disney Cruise Line ships from September through October. Extra spooky celebration features Halloween-themed parties, lively entertainment, and elaborate decor, including the pumpkin tree, which magically transforms throughout the cruise. That's awesome! It's almost like the when you're on the cruise and the pictures go. Uh, other special experiences include the Mickey Mouse uh, mouse party, like a masquerade party uh, celebration, in addition to the pirate night with the games, dancing, lots of candy. The Love Disney characters wearing special Halloween costumes for all occasions will join us for the fun-filled costume party. Uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas, Sing and Scream. Uh, for the, the other kids that love Jack Skeleton, like myself, uh, an interactive movie experience where guests are part of the action ring, followed by Meet and Greet with Jack Skeleton and Sally. And for adults, after uh, the kiddos go to bed, the nighttime entertainment uh, district in each Disney ship becomes a ghoulish setting for a costume contest and a villainous takeover of the dance floor. Uh, there'll be spooky movies, there'll be. Uh, halloween theme uh different parts of the ship it's really going to be cool um i saw a uh where was it i forget who who was who was doing a really good report on this um it had a, kind of an inside of uh, of to what's going on and how they're like getting ready to do um the ships over for this yeah and there's some really really cool things that they're that they're planning on they want to do um, like more characters walking around in costume, that kind of stuff. So oh,
1: cool.
0: it'll definitely be a, a cool thing. Uh, all right. And one more thing, uh, then that'll, that'll, uh, close it out. Um, and I think this is
2: kind of cool. I like to talk about dry dock. All right. Dry dock is when the ship goes
0: up onto a dry dock. It could be a mobile dry dock or it can go to California, the shipyards, Uh, That's what the uh, new Pride of America was. I was on one of those. It's really cool when they dry dock it because there's nobody on there and you could basically have the run of the ship uh, when no one's on there. Um, And it's really cool because you basically become a guest to your own ship. Hmm. Uh, So Disney Magic receives enhancements during the fall dry dock. I had to dig a little bit uh, onto some of the cruise other people I know from from, – that worked on the Pride, they're kind of still involved with the different cruise as, aspects. And I asked one of them uh, what they, they saw the, the, uh, the Magic in Fall Dry Dock. Uh, they're gonna, it, it said, uh, basically receiving several updates during its, two, its Fall 2015 Dry Dock. Um, it's gonna get the, this is also from Disney uh, Disney Cruise Line, but also I got a couple things. Uh, Bibby Bobby Boutique and Relocation Enhancement of the Edge It's a club for tweens. That's in between teen and non-teens. Um, hmm. Basically, it's going to get an upgrade to the existing Frozen brand Anna and Elsa's boutique on Deck Ten. Uh, my buddy said it looks absolutely awesome because he said it, it just the concept art of the shipyard that he's working in that's going to do this looks really cool. Um, cool. And then the Bibbidi Bobbi boutique will turn young passengers into princes. It's it's what you get from the parks is being transferred onto the onto the uh, the magic.
2: Right.
0: Uh, Pirate night Exactly. Pirate night. Jake, there, that, that whole thing, fire security, it's going to be put on there. Um, the Edge, the Tween Inclusive Space and Deck 2, we moved to Deck 9 and expanded to include high tech gaming stations and a dance floor. That's where kids need more freaking games. Um, <laughs> and then now on the. Um, uh, so basically, what's going to ha- it It already left dry dock, and those were from the 5th through the 18th. So uh, she's actually already out of dry dock. Huh. So well, that's my friend was telling me about the, the whole, um, the whole way the, the the new Bippy Boppy looks is really cool. So, um, all right, so that's all that I got for the, uh, the cruise line this time around for this four months of sailing away.
1: Um, that's it. Cool, man. That was a lot of, a lot of cruise information. There's a lot of cool stuff going on with the cruise line. That's,
0: that's why we do it every four months. We do one of these. So, about
1: it. Sometimes I think, uh, it can get away from us if, uh. If you're not, and then on top of it, so definitely cool <laughs> stuff, and and uh, I think worth folks checking into Disney Cruise Disney Cruise Line. While expensive, I think it's still for what you get, uh, especially for families. You know, I think the cruising experience is, is it, from what I've read, what I hear, I uh, hear and, all, and you know, even talking to you, Mike, you know what you get um, is above and beyond. The kind of little service and sort of the cruising experience you have on, on all the cruise lines so it's worth checking out if you have a few extra bucks and, and, and uh, you want a real unique vacation for your family uh dizzy cruise line wait a uh it,
0: it really is i mean don't again don't be scared by the price i know it's probably one of the, the most expensive things to a lot of people but it's it's worth it it really is for all ages
1: yeah right
0: uh, anything else, Greg?
1: That's all I have.
0: All right. Well, I think it's time to kind of shut her down. Uh, it's been a, a fun show. We did some live tweeting. We had our first live call. <laughs> uh, we hope to have more. Um, so our next show is the week of October 26th. Uh, we may have to have a special Halloween episode. Maybe we'll plan something kind of cool. Maybe some Halloween trivia or something. Um,
1: It may be delayed too. I just want to let folks know they're listening uh, due to the birth of my child. Yeah. If uh, if that happens. No excuse. We may have to may have to move the show or perhaps skip a week. So, we'll uh, we'll we'll let folks know though uh, when that happens. So.
0: Yeah. Well. You know. Maybe if not, maybe we'll we'll have to suck it up and do a show next week to cover for that week. And that way, you don't have to worry about it whatsoever. Oh,
2: great.
0: Yeah. Or not. Whatever. (laughs) Alright, remember to keep calling in. What's the what's the number, Greg?
1: Uh 407. 545. 545 6118. Sorry. <laughs> 407 545 five, 6118
0: If you guys are listening or you guys watching Periscope, call up. Uh we're not always gonna pick up but you can leave a voicemail. The more voicemails we get, especially if we get a good amount of voicemails. Either I'll do a solo show or me and Greg will do a show show, uh, talking about those voicemails.
1: Yeah, our stuff comes up. I think it'll be great. So get calling, leave us a message. If you have a question, if you have a a report you want to send us in, a tip, whatever, please please do uh, during this next week. And uh, also you can send us in your park uh, tips, trip planning questions, ideas for the show, whatever on Twitter, Facebook, and email at resortears at gmail.com as always. And uh, make sure you're following us on, on Twitter at resort Ears if you haven't already. We're, uh, we're on there daily giving you updates, retweeting fun stuff, and, and commenting with uh, the rest of the Disney Park fan community. Um, if you like tonight's show, make sure to check us out on redmobile.com and research Resort Ears. You can order your logo tea today. There's also, like we said earlier in the show, awesome uh, travel mugs on there, phone cases, there's even a pillow you can order with the Resort Ears logo on there. So, tons of cool stuff and uh, and definitely check it out. It helps out the show and it'll help us buy some new equipment and, uh, and bring you better programming, better shows for hopefully years to come. So,
0: Alright, well that'll do it for me. I don't think I have anything else. I'll send some pictures of my decorated Halloween house. I'm sure I'll do random periscopes (laughs) as me and Greg usually do at different points. Uh, So that's going to do it. We hope we sounded good tonight. It's good to finally talk to other people. We want these, again, voicemails and messages to come. Uh, We'll keep harping it until you're bleeding out of your ears. Uh, Oh, did you mention our Podbean where you can re-listen to these shows?
1: Yeah, Yeah. podbean.com, resortyears.podbean.com. Check it out. You can listen all the way back.
0: That's it. All right, folks, that'll do it for me and Greg here at the Resort Studios. Have a magical night. Until next time, get your ears on.
1: Good night, folks. This has been a production of Resort Years Real.